Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. For all the uh, people online complaining, Aquaman is misappropriated and changed because it's played by a, you know, long-haired, dark-haired dude. Yeah, but he obviously could beat the shit out of almost anyone who said anything. Yeah. And he's also very pretty. He's very pretty. That's why no one's saying anything. Yeah. Because yeah. he's cool, and he's pretty, and he's built and buff, so he's kind of like the best of both worlds. Plus the yeah. fact he was in Game of Thrones, so all these, like, nerdy mm-hmm. dudes that freak out over this shit all automatically already like him because he was whatever the fuck his name was <laughs> so fun was story Al Drogo. Drogo. uh jason momoa is the only uh celebrity i've I ever met at sundance oh, so really? yeah so we'd always do the parties on sundays so for mm. those who don't know uh at sundance uh everything on main street has like a basement pretty much so all these restaurants and places rent their basement out to like canon or gray goose or tito's vodka for like one hour at a time and if you get invited you go there and get swag so we went to one of them and they were handing out gift bags and i was like oh i don't want one and then my buddy uh grabbed it he's like yeah uh, you're gonna want this because inside the gift bag was two bottles of uh gray goose I'm like okay wow. cool i'll carry that around uh main street with me all the rest of the day uh but yeah we go in there and then all of a sudden this big dude turns around and he's wearing like a straw hat it was jason momoa drunk off his ass <laughs> in a straw hat. Uh, okay. uh so we were we were taking gray goose shots together and then he went over he was really nice he was a really cool guy but he was drunk as shit so he's a big dude it's gotta take a lot of alcohol to get him drunk i gotta imagine i think he drinks yeah, right? every day kind of a guy yeah, this was in between Game of Thrones and Aquaman. So he hadn't actually come out and done any of the DC stuff yet. So we knew okay. he was, but he hadn't done it yet. So. Yeah. But if you ever see him, sweet guy. He gives good hugs. I think I heard some point uh, at some point in time, I think I heard that um, like he has family in the Salt Lake area, which is why he's done Fanex multiple times because he mm. comes up just to kind of see his family, which a paci- a someone of Pacific Island descent stuff. having family in Utah is not shocking in the least. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, this week, we are beginning our grand experiment into Aquaman. As you heard, we were discussing Jason Momoa and his drinking habits and hugging habits. Um uh, all positive, apparently. Anyway, uh, so this week we are doing Aquaman the Trench by Jeff Johns and illustrated by... Ivan Rice. Uh, so I'm just going to start doing that now. I, I don't have to remember how to say names. I just hold my hand out and Todd Coachbeard says it for me. It's great. Um, anyway, uh, so... Uh, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? So I debated on what to call this one. I almost went with diabetes, but I changed it to fish food. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're going to take an ice filled shaker. You're going to add one and a half ounces of coconut rum, one and a half ounces of vodka, one and a half ounces of sour mix, one ounce of peach schnapps, one ounce of blue curacao, three ounces of pineapple juice. You're going to shake the shit out of it. And then you're going to get a little fish bowl. You're going to fill it with ice and Swedish fish. You're going to pour that straight into there. Add four ounces of club soda. You're going to stir until mixed and then you're going to garnish with lemon slices lime slices maraschino cherries and pineapple wedges okay you lost me at the fish sorry oh well, i don't like swedish fish either but it was it's fish food it's a little, a little fish i mean bowl. to be fair they are made in canada to be fair to be fair yeah to be fair okay mr todd what is your drinking game rule i don't think there's enough teeth Okay. So every time you're flipping through the page and pictures of the, the trench poker being shown, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, that's mighty big teeth you have there. You should take a sip. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mr. Adam. 
Uh, self-referential. Every single time they make fun of the fact that Aquaman sucks. Okay, I had that same one, but I had a different title for it, so I'll have to come with, up with well, a different one. What was your one. title then? My, my, my title was um, Fishfucker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, title. I will, if you want, I'll let you, I'll let you have that one, and I'll make up a new one if you want. <laughs> no, it's that's okay. better than mine. <laughs> we'll just, we'll, we'll keep your rule with my title is what we'll do. Um, Lena, what is your uh, drinking game rule? Uh, oh God, it's not real. Um, mm-hmm. Every time they bring up the fact that atlantis is not real but is real but not real it is real take a drink (laughs) Uh, okay and then my new rule that i've just come up with on the spot so give me some leeway if you do please um would be uh the audrey two rule every time the creatures mention food taking food to the uh like eat me or uh yeah feed me feed me feed me uh basically that is uh that is going to be my drinking game rule so um, what's really funny is that was my backup rule. Hey, see, there we but go. But it was going to be, it was going to be mine, mine. Because every single time they said food, I was like, the, I did it in the seagull voice from Finding Nemo. Food, oh, food. Okay, so my <laughs> rule, your title, your rule, my title. There we go. Look, we, go. we got it. Cool. Uh, Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts on this book? So I'm of two minds about this book. Um, I don't give a shit about Aquaman. I never have. Same. Don't care. <laughs> <clears throat> this book didn't change my mind. I'm like, nope, still don't give a shit. The best part of Aquaman is when they make fun of him in this and also in real life. However, it's very well done. Yes. Like the writing's very well done. The art's pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of it, but the book itself from a, from just looking at it objectively on how it was done is, is what is good. I mean, you had the fun little monsters. They were really interesting. They were like creepy with putting people in the pods to bring back to the queen. Uh, and then you had the whole thing with Mara, like supposedly in love with him and then supposed to kill him and then falls back in love with whatever it is, you know, uh, that was all really, really well done. And I enjoyed it, but I just don't give a shit. <laughs> so, I mean, at the end, when we grade this, it's going to be difficult because, you know, I was, I've never read Aquaman. I've never actually read an Aquaman book until today, literally this morning when I got this. And I was thinking, you know what? Maybe this will change my mind. Maybe this will get me excited and into the character. And the other books later this month might do that, but I still don't give a shit. So, how do you feel about Namor? I and see, I've never read a Namor book either. Like the first time I've ever, I'll have. No, I take that back. He was in, um, was it Avengers versus X Men Two, where they had the Phoenix Five? That's the only time I've ever read. Because um, Namor is one of the X Men who get part of the Phoenix Force uh, and they turn all evil and do shit, and then they kill Xavier for the twenty nine billionth time. Well, he uh, started out as a villain if i remember correctly and then they brought him back as a hero yeah and i think he's going to be a villain in the new black panther movie uh so as far as my thoughts on namor probably the same thing because i just don't give a shit now that being said i could but we would have to do like a namor month or have books with him in it and uh i'm not sold on that yet but no no the book itself is very well done i can really appreciate it from that objective point of view maybe if it was a different character i might have more fun with it and also the fact that i'm so used to seeing jason momoa as aquaman it was really really weird to kind of go back to his like original look with the blonde hair and everything else um i might have been more invested if it was seen more familiar it's, it's like it, going back and reading a book with the white nick fury you know nick fury has become synonymous with samuel L. jackson so it'd be really weird to go back and view it in a different light after 20 years of portrayals of that character so so you're not saying it's not my aquaman but it's not the aquaman <laughs> you know it, I, I just don't give a shit about Aquaman. <laughs> I'm trying. I really am. Uh, and, and again, I maybe maybe later this month I will I will change my mind. But you could have literally thrown in any character in the world in there, and it wouldn't have changed the story. It's like they always say with women in movies or t- shows, it's the sexy lamp. Like yeah. if you put a sexy lamp as a stand-in for that person anywhere in the story, and it would have made sense. That's how I felt about Aquaman. He's not Aquaman. He's a sexy lamp. Okay. 
I understand your point, and I'm not necessarily going to argue with you. Uh, I There were a few things on this that I think this book did actually very, very well. Um, one, I think Jeff Johns is quite obviously an expert storyteller. The fact that like it's a six-issue trade, at least what we were reading, not what Todd was reading, um, the main story ends at, what, like, book five or four, somewhere in there? I want to say it's four. Yeah, but then the next two episodes, or, like, issues, typically in other comics would have fucking nothing to do with the introductory story you read. But there is that tie-in to, you know, what they found on the, the craft in the deep, and then, you know, the havoc that it wreaks, and all sorts of stuff that way. So the fact that, like... When it ended, like the storyline that we were initially reading ended early, I thought, oh, God, what am I have to read for the last one? And the fact that it tied in, I actually really, really like. Um, and, and Todd mentioned this earlier. I'm going to steal his comment. Um, we, we were talking off air about the book. You can see every dollar on this page. The fact that this book looks the way that it does and came out on time um, is pretty impressive. And like, there's a bunch of books I've read from the New 52 era, just because it's an easy way to sort of get in on characters you may not have known. This is one of the better ones from that time frame in my personal opinion um i really liked it also i i am leery of jeff johns because i am one of the people who hated blackest night and darkest night or whatever the uh brightest day, huh? brightest day blackest night yeah darkest night whatever i the the basic understanding of color theory ruins that book from issue <laughs> one um and uh and so that kind of just always annoyed me about that so like i i understand and respect jeff johns but like that just annoyed me early on and so i haven't read a whole ton of his stuff I liked what he did with this book. Um, was it so engaging that I'm like, I'm going to read every Aquaman ever? No, I agree with you. It's Aquaman's still kind of a weird character. But one of the things I liked about this was the fact that they embraced the fact that everyone thought Aquaman sucks. <laughs> and yes. Aquaman just sort of had to go along with it. And the fact that he just sort of like let it roll off. Kid. Huh? That one kid liked him. Yeah. Well, of course. he was stupid. Well, no, I mean, but the, the that fact as that Aquaman may. was still just doing his job and letting that roll off, you know, his shoulders is kind of cool. Like, I kind of like that fact about him of like, it would be like, okay, everyone thinks Superman sucks. And then, you know, but he's not self-conscious enough to stop wearing his underwear on the outside. Like, there was something kind of to cool about, you know, this character staying true to himself despite, uh, you know, all these things. And also him just sort of like quietly being like, it was almost a Daria kind of thing being like, I don't talk directly to fish. They don't have brains that work that way. I'm just sort of controlling them to do what I want because they have primal brains. That kind of thing. Like, just sort of like these, and also like, there's stuff like that where I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, he wouldn't actually talk to fish, you know? Dolphins, dolphins. Are yeah. Huh? Yeah. Hey, was, I mean, all of that I thought like, okay, there's some logical thought put into this as much as you can with a superhero that lives underwater and talks to fish and, you know, all sorts He's of He's basically shit. the SpongeBob SquarePants of the superheroes. Yeah, absolutely. Also, but, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is one of the greatest examples of a uh, a culture in the world. You have science being uh, properly funded, people being able to work uh, jobs at a uh, burger flipping joint and still being able to afford their own homes. Um, you have Patrick, who is uh, potentially not able to work because he is not smart enough to do so, and the community around him helps take care of him and keep him out of trouble. Like It's a beautiful kind of thing if you look at uh, Bikini Bottom that way. Anyway, that was way too much of a side tangent. Uh, Lena, what are your thoughts? Okay, so 
So I will admit, every time I I see Aquaman, I do think of SpongeBob. (laughs) 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 Because I just think of, I forget what their version of Aquaman is or whatever, but. Oh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Yeah. Merman. Merman. Merman and Barnacle. So it's all I saw watching that, like reading this. Um, I agree with Adam. I don't give a shit about Aquaman. I didn't see the movie. Oh, I fell asleep I in the movie in the theater. Yeah, I, my father said the, the same thing. Like, I just don't care. Like, I, there is nothing exciting about Aquaman. The only DC character that I really like is Batman. I don't really, I'm not a Superman person. I could give a shit. Well, even now more so give a shit about the Flash. Like, I like I I just don't care about this and he's boring and the whole you know even his explanation where he's like I don't talk to fish and I did laugh at that but the fact that he's mm-hmm. like I go deep in there and I'm like oh they don't understand they don't care stop talking like no one gives a shit so like I just don't care um the art I actually very much liked. I thought that the look of everything, I really liked that the last panel of every issue when you would flip went from, it was like the same one, but just the line drawing of it, mm-hmm. which I quite enjoyed. That was a new 52 choice with DC. So all of their books of this era do that. Mm. I love that. I think that's yeah. amazing. And especially if you, if you get it on um, digital, when you swipe, it just, it goes from color to black and white white and i'm just Mm. like i quite enjoy that so um the art was beautiful the storyline was interesting i don't know all i kept seeing with those creatures was the uncle from luca if anyone has seen (laughs) our movie luca where he's like uh we just sit and we stare and wait and (laughs) just comes into our mouths he's like one of those weird looking Mm -hmm. fish from the deep and everything and um so that is all I kept hearing. And you guys were like, mine and everything. And I was like, all I kept hearing was that stupid uncle that he had. Um, he's like, we just sit there and we wait and it, our mouths are open. You can't see anything and everything. So like, it was... I don't know. There's just nothing memorable about this. The other problem is every time I see the redhead, the Mara or whatever, I just keep thinking of what the fuck's her name. And I just don't care. I I don't know. I'm worried about the rest of this month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it may be painful on you but great audio content is probably what we'll have <laughs> yeah i kept on thinking as, just... I'm, yeah, as i'm going into this was it the sci-fi month that you just suffered through there was that one month right before true crime last year or earlier this year uh no it was it was like uh fantasy fantasy or whatever and i was oh, like what yeah. the fuck is this <laughs> yeah I, I i have a feeling lena you and i are going to be like bonding incredibly hard uh, over all these books <laughs> this month i'm just i just i'm hoping that maybe because the writing on this was I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't impressed. And you're right. Like you could literally put anybody else in this, in this story and Mm -hmm. it would have been similar. I don't know. Like, honestly, like anything Tom Holland's ever done pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, and I don't really know much about Aquaman. I just, it's boring it was just boring and i was and then when the actual storyline was over and then they get to the next issue and i was like what the fuck is this it's not done and um and then the whole last one that had to do with mira what i was just like okay i don't 
I don't care. I just don't. I don't even remember what the last issue was about. I don't remember who she was fighting. I I don't care. Like, I just, I don't care. I knew what was going on in this. Unfortunately, it also meant that I just don't like it. So Also, uh, Yay Todd. for four more books of Yay. Man. <laughs> yes! <laughs> also, Todd, we, we do not speak ill of Tom Holland and Spider Twink, so. I'll speak ill all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to point out that I think everything I liked about this book was a point of annoyance for Elena, which I think is very funny. Like everything I liked was one of her complaints, which I thought I was very, very well. You know what it is, Brian? I just didn't like book. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And, and my thing is, I agree with every single point Brian said. I just don't like Aquaman. So, yeah. well, then yeah. so um, it's not even ambivalence; it's an outright dislike. Yeah, I just it's bo- he's it's because there's the ambivalences. I just don't think about it either way. But it's like no, I don't like Aquaman. Mm. And that's two very different standings. Um, with that, you know, I don't understand your hatred of Tom Holland, sir. I think I quite like him, but whatever. All right. He might be better he- when he stops being 12. <laughs> I don't know. He has that like perpetual kid face. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the whole thing. He's the only one, honestly, that has okay. played Spider-Man in any live action capacity that I think actually fits the character. <laughs> Because Toby, Toby Maguire was too damn serious. He was just too emo. He was too serious. He was too much of a loser. He was just, okay. it was like the extremes. And there was no fun to be had. And I feel like Spider-Man, because he was You mean his dancing school, wasn't fun? No, his dancing <laughs> was him going through a crisis is what yeah. he was going through. You know what? I, you know, I a lot also, of middle-aged men dance when they're in a crisis. I'm just going to put that no, out. No, no, no. Okay. He, now, I'm also going to give you more firepower. The last Spider-Man starring movie I saw was Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. I have not seen a Spider-Man movie since then. Okay, so that's the whole thing, though. I saw him in Civil War. That was enough. No. I, uh... And actually, the the last one, No Way Home, was a ton of fun. Did you see it landing yet? I know the last time yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, I saw it. I, wa- I actually watched it on our way back from France. But oh. and the thing oh, is, oh, I oh. I liked it because the part about it that I do enjoy is there is a nostalgia of of seeing Tobey Maguire come back, sure. and I do love Andrew Garfield. But like when you watch the old cartoons, when you read the old comic books, Spider Man has this like personality and toby mcguire does not have that personality he just doesn't he's just yeah. a nerd there's nothing else to him and it's i feel like he plays the exact same character in almost everything i see him in okay. um so i'm just kind of like i also hey. think toby mcguire does not cr- like toby mcguire in almost everything i've ever seen him in he has a, a reserved quality to him which is great for some characters mm-hmm. but spider-man like is a nervous talker like he yeah. makes jokes when he's scared and toby cannot really pull that off oh and that's that's the whole piece where it was like he just i don't know it it, like i said if you go back you watch the cartoons you read the books he's got this kind of goofiness about him because he's a teenager okay and even when he gets a little bit older i mean he's still got this like sarcastic kind of tone to him and um especially when he's behind the mask and you just didn't get that with with toby which i think they finally hit their stride with tom holland i think tom holland fits that really well. Yeah, they, they did a good job also with Andrew Garfield with the Amazing Spider-Man. The bad. The part first of that, one of Andrew Garfield's really good. The second one, yes. 
to no fault of his own, just for exactly. terrible, terrible he was, story, is not he was a, a good movie. Yeah, he was a good Spider-Man and a good Peter Parker. He was just surrounded by shit, and that was not yeah. his fault. So I would be really interested to see, you know, going forward, if they do more Spider-Verse stuff or anything else, having him come back again. Because he was fantastic in No Way Home. Like, he was... When he shows up, you're like, oh, it's so cool. And you did such a good job. You just kind of remembered, okay, he was a really good character. He just was in a bad movie. The thing about yeah. Spider-Man, tying this back to here, is I just don't care. Mm. <laughs> no matter how it. good you might say everything is, comes back to it, it's Spider-Man, and I just don't care. So here's my question for you, Todd. So that's are where that's... You, are so you, that, it sounds like, though, that you're more of a DC person than a Marvel person. Oh, he most definitely is. Absolutely, sure. Okay. But the thing so of it is, I I'm not... Anti-Marvel, I just don't care. Because yeah, there's, but, there is an absolute thing difference. Is, I feel like I have a there is nothing that's likable for me when it comes to DC other than and I'll Batman. say the best thing. Batman is the only one. He's that's the one. only one from DC that I'm like, when a Batman movie comes out, I will go see it. I may sure. not always love it, but I will go see it. You don't like Batman? If... <laughs> she went Batman and saw Forever, it. or what? That was Batman and Robin. Was the was the name? Yeah. Forever. I think it was Batman that and Forever too. Both of those. Was it in the both Schumacher of them? I just remember Batman Forever Adam with Adam all the fluorescent neon yeah. lights uh-huh. and shit everywhere. Um, the but but when it comes, like I didn't see Justice League. Sure, I didn't North see. I saw. I I did watch the Superman versus Batman. Uh huh. Unfortunately, Martha, um, and struggled through it. Because because Ben Affleck was just such a bad choice. Um, I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. No, God, he's so bad. The ultimate edition of BVS is way better than the theatrical cut. um, But keep going. I haven't watched any of the like Suicide Squad movies. I Oscar award winning Suicide Squad. I don't <laughs> fuck off. I don't <laughs> like like I haven't seen Birds of Prey. I you know okay. it, there's just nothing there that I'm like, ooh, this is exciting and different. And what like I didn't watch any of the shit on the CW that had to do with any of the like Legends of Tomorrow or whatever Neither the did I. name was. And, sure. Like I just didn't care. Okay. And it's the same piece where i'm just like it could be great and people love it but i'm yeah. like eh, i just don't give a shit i just there don't it's not my bag so i get that i feel like i'm more inclined to try stuff with marvel because i because there's a humor to marvel so i'm able to take on that stuff but stuff like this i think the reason i like this maybe a little bit more is because he did have that beginning where he was like i don't talk to fish I just and then like he mm-hmm. orders he's like off the fish and chips and they're like oh my god and he's like what I'm here for lunch what the fuck do you <laughs> want like I just I found it that but DC just takes themselves too fucking serious and I can't I, I just I, I don't know life's too hard right now and I can't deal with the like brooding I don't know twilight yeah, see, of it all that makes <laughs> if you look at the DC movies the ones that are, are actually really good and enjoyable are the ones where they go lighthearted like Shazam was just a ton of fun it was just you know, Zachary Levi being himself and being like, if a kid got superpowers, like, how would you act? Like, oh my God, I'm bulletproof. No. I can fly. Like, that it was one, fun. I will give you. I do love it, but I also am like madly in love with Zachary Levi. So yeah. that might also be. And cool. like, you know, <laughs> Chuck Arrow still helps you, doesn't it? That was a great show with Chuck. I loved Chuck. See, I, yeah, can, well, I knew that. <laughs> oh my God, I love Chuck. Well, and Brian can attest to when I went to Fan X that I stood and oogled Zachary Levi for as long as I could. Oogled um, and ogled. I like oh that. Oh my God. He's just so, oh God, I love him. I just think he's so beautiful. So, um, and I really like his acting. So I'm a big fan. 
Um, but again, the whole Black Adam thing, don't give a shit. Don't give a shit at all. Don't mm-hmm. care. I know that it's like a thing that's going to come up with Shazam. Blah, but sure. if it's not Shazam, I don't give a shit. I don't it's care. It's not Shazam. That's right. There you go. But I'll, See, I'll and I do have a cube of Marvel stuff. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And my thing, and I will point out, I will say the best thing Marvel has ever come out with, hands down for me, is easy. It's God Love Man's Kills, Claremont's X-Men. It is fantastic. I also like Earth X by Alex Ross was really good. So I'm not by Jonathan Hickman. I have it. Eh, It's okay. They really have gotten lost in the weeds in the current era. I I know Mr. Maya who used to be on this podcast. Absolutely loved it. Mike gave me his copy to read. I saw him already. But But, eh, so uh, the thing of is this with house of X powers of 10, the title alone reaffirms my dislike for Hickman, but neither here nor there. It won't stand the test of time. God love man kills. You can pull it out today. And you're like this. What is it? Three issues. It's amazing. Top five five greatest comics have ever come out is God Love Man Kills. Easily said. But in general with Marvel, you're right, I just don't care. Um, and but back to Aquaman here, what's interesting here is it's coming and we're going to be reading five Aquaman titles of a character that's been made fun of since the 60s, ever since Super Best Friends. And that's absolutely true. And what's going to be interesting watching is we're having five writers approach a character with their own spins on it. And will this move the needle or will our preconceived notions be immutable, which I'm going to see a fascinating way to go to it. Because going to this book, as Brian said, every dollar is on the page. The art, the coloring, the put together, the story is consistent. I mean, they did runs. I mean, finding comics today that has the same artist for more than five issues on current runs is rare. And this went for a long time with that. And it was more common in the 52 era, both sides. I'm not picking on one or the other. But the art is great. It is consistent artist, consistent writer, consistent coloring, and it's best foot forward. And yet it didn't move the needle for two of you. Mm. And that's interesting in its own way. And doesn't make it good, doesn't make it bad. If the notion is, I don't care. And oh, look, I read something and it feels like an assignment because I have to read it and I still don't care. That's fine. I mean, when I had to read To Kill a Mockingbird versus when I wrote it of my own accord, I had two extremely different experiences with that book. Now, that's an unfair comparison because Mockingbird might be the best book. This is not that. But it's interesting is what is our preconceived notions walking in? And how is that going to go? And we're taking this character. And I've only read this one Aquaman story. I haven't read these others. How will that shape our perception? And will it move the needle one way or the other? Or will it just reaffirm? And are we just going to trench in is what I'm going to find really interesting with this month. So, well, I know from my point of view, what was, what was interesting was, you know, I don't give a shit about Aquaman, but I went into this hoping I would walk out giving a shit. So it's, you know, people always say like with film critics, like, oh, you just want to hate movies. It's like, no, I don't want to sit through a two hour movie that sucks. I want to go in, enjoy myself and come out feeling good. I came out of this book feeling good and I really, really enjoyed it. But it goes back to my sexy lamp thing was that it could have been just a dude in a diver suit and, you know, who was a strong man who it could have come out the same way. So the problem I have with it isn't the book itself. It just didn't draw me in and make me enjoy the character more, which is kind of what I was hoping it would do. So I approach right. this with a very open mind and it's a fantastic fantastic book. I mean, we've all, you know, Brian and Todd, you guys have laid out all the reasons I love it. Um, But do I feel different about the character? No. Are you going to read any more of it? Of this run? No. But I will read the other books. So it was a fantastic book with no desire to keep reading. That's your... Because I need to be invested in the character. Okay. That's my problem is I'm not invested. Now, let's say this. Let's... And like I said at the very beginning, maybe the next four books will change my mind. If they change my mind about the character, then I would love to read more of this. But at this point in time, it's not on my list of what I would want to read more of. And that has nothing to do with my being a DC or Marvel because in all 
honesty, I really don't read much of either. Most stuff we do here is more indie. Um, and then sure. I think we do. That's a lot probably more has to do with my personal bias too. By the way, yeah. I will I will admit that you know I I I don't pick all the books, but I tend to read more indie, so I'm more aware of those. So those are the books I bring to the table more often. Sure. And what's interesting, I, I, as I with Brian, as ever looking at my collection, I have a lot of DC. It is the minority in the collection. It's indie for me as well. Uh, and that's why I always try with you know our, our friend Brooks is that he now that he's into the Marvel TV shows, he's starting to read the comics. So he's got like all the Moon Knights. He's getting Werewolf by Night, and that's good. But I keep on sending him little gifts of other books he should be reading, um, like you know Day Tripper and some other fun stuff. And he likes it. But I, I just like I love the, one thing I love about this podcast is it really did broaden my horizons because before this, all I read was Marvel and DC because um, mm-hmm. I, I picked up a lot of the new Fifty Two when it came out. I got a lot of the Batman stuff. I got the Superman stuff, action comics, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, so I have did read a lot of DC back then, and I do enjoy a lot of the DC characters. You know, unlike you know, Lane, I, I know you like just Batman, and I like Batman too. I didn't used to like Superman until like you know I got into like the Injustice series. And the Injustice series, which the comics are great and the video games were great, do not watch the animated movie because it was not good. But <laughs> Injustice was awesome because it took the idea that the reason why Superman's such an interesting character is due to the fact that he could destroy the world and chooses not to. Yeah. Like there's a, uh, is it the death of Superman? But there's one scene where he's a panel, he's walking in handcuffs. And you're like, these people are stupid. Like they do realize he could just like flex and those handcuffs would break. I mean, so the interesting thing about Superman is the fact that he chooses not to destroy the world. And then with Injustice, that gets flipped on his head and he does take over the world. So that shows why he's a character I'm invested in as well. Um, I actually did like Man of Steel. I liked him in Batman v Superman, except for the you know, Martha thing. Uh, and yes, Todd, the ultimate version is a lot better. Uh, I even liked it in, so I actually sat down and watched the whole Justice League, the Snyder Cut, all at one go. And I never want to do it again, but it was definitely a better movie than what Joss Whedon put together. Um, so looking at this from you know looping back as far as you know the character, it's just never been a character I was interested in, despite liking a lot of the things around him outside of Jason Momoa in the movies. So do I want to like this? Yes. Do I like the book a lot? Absolutely. I just they got to sell me on the character. So all right, this has occurred or brought up very interesting, weird questions in my head, but it's going to turn the podcast into another hour. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to ask them now. Maybe you could ask one of them. Okay. Th- this is a parting thought. A parting thought. No, okay. Your moment of put, Zen. <laughs> okay. We're going to do grades and then I'm going to, I'm going to put forth a question and we will discuss it next week. That's, that's what I want to do. Okay. okay. So, um, anyway, uh, Lena, what's your grade? C. Okay. Mr. Todd. A minus. Mr. Adam. A minus. Like I said, the book's fantastic. I just don't identify with the character. Okay. Um, I'm I'm also going to go with an A minus. Uh, so this is, I guess, my question in general. I feel like if you're going broad spectrum, DC books tend to be more akin to stories of like Greek and Roman gods. Yeah, gods. Whereas Marvel stories are more interpersonal conflict. I would say not taking in consideration the level of writing, but the story style more akin to Shakespeare is what I would say. If that sort of makes sense. I guess my general question to think about for next week is, is part of the reason why DC and Marvel change hands as to who's popular over time because of the general taste of public in media is more based on that, like where at certain points in time and culture, you know, uh, society may need larger than life heroes and big Greek gods. And that's why DC is more popular at that point in time. And then, you know, at other points in time, they need more personal on the level stories. And that's why Marvel gains popularity. That's just my general question to 
think about for next week uh, because it will turn into an hour-long conversation, sure. I have a feeling. So, uh, anyway, so that'll do it for this week. Next week, we are reading Dan Abnett's Aquaman, uh, The Drowning. It's part of, uh, it's first one of the rebirth, so I think it's technically volume eight. It gets confusing because there's volume eight, one, and then volume eight, one again, mm-hmm. and again, and it's it's a thing. Anyway. Was Rebirth so, after the Doomsday Clock thing? No, 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 no. Rebirth okay. was uh, Rebirth was the first thing, I think, post uh, New 52. Okay, so I remember they New did 52 that. into Rebirth. Because the Doomsday Clock one, that's a, that explains the New 52. I haven't fin- I'm like almost done with it, but I haven't gotten the all the way through. The challenge Doomsday Clock was very late. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. a lot almost of things a decade later because Doomsday Clock was crazy late, so it made itself matter less. Oh my yeah. god, that was over 10 years ago, wasn't it? The new yeah. 52. Yeah. I feel so old. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mortal Kombat just turned 30 yesterday, so that makes me feel worse, too. That's right. We're all decaying rapidly. So, anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye! Bye! Bye.